What a morning. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Tuesday. Is it? <laughs> That's what I, I was wondering. I I was, I've lost all track. Uh, I, I was trying to remember that myself what today was. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, I guess we'll have to go with that. Yeah, it is Tuesday. January 31st, Dave, uh, it, it's crazy to think that we're already one month deep into 2023, believe it or not. Boy, it sounds different in here today. I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> everything's different today. We've got uh, we got an um, email from CBS um, really just about, I don't know, 30 minutes ago or so. Yeah, seems that uh, I was talking with our engineer. I think that CBS and uh, maybe ABC both may have had their systems hacked, so they're having some... Uh, Can you some, imagine that? Mm, I tell you, especially, you know, no, I can't. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to, because when you start thinking about things like that, you see what little troubles that has, and... We, we, we've heard what people can do by hacking. Yeah, that's a scary situation when they start doing things like that. That's our, that's our information highway they're messing with. Well, I mean, these are not little guys like us. <laughs> We're, they're serving the world. Right. And particularly our nation. But um, you've, you've heard all sorts of weird things uh, since... Uh, uh, eight o'clock this morning because of this failure of the systems with CBS and, as you said, ABC, maybe others. But um, anyway, and, and just now we we our computer, which is accustomed to things happening at certain times of the day, mm -hmm. uh, interrupted our turf. Right? <laughs> and not that he uh, the inept tech guys. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, by the way, we're under a level one snow emergency. I'm sure you could have uh, guessed that. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, if they um, update that and tell us now it's a two or something like that, of course, we'll share it with you as soon as we receive word. But level one presently, and that's for Athens County. I can't tell you about our adjoining counties exactly but i'm guessing they're in the same boat yeah i know on my drive in this morning um and back home i know uh the jackson vinton counties gallia county all those schools are uh, they were are starting out on two hour delays this morning but as the morning progressed and weather got a little more i guess we're under at least over in that area winter weather advisory until about noon today so if you are going to be out, if you haven't been out yet, uh, if you haven't looked out yet, it did snow a little bit. Uh, there's not a lot on the ground, but the roads can be a little hazardous in places. So give yourself a little extra time. And if you're not comfortable in driving in these conditions, wait if you can. And if any of you have had the opportunity to look at, um, oh, like the Today Show or those sort of programs that are in the morning as well, as listening to the radio, we, you know, there are places in our country not too far away that are in far worse condition. So we'll just uh, keep our fingers crossed here. And uh, good morning. All right. Well, today is Tuesday, as we said. It's January 31st, and of course the year is 2023. So the last day of January it is. 
um, today a free-for-all edition. So uh, let's do some historical events. Absolutely. Um, in 1865, on this very date, Congress passes by a vote of 121 to 24. Wow. Uh, that's that's a, a big passage. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. If you don't remember, the topic was abolishing slavery in our nation. Yeah. Um, how about that? Yeah, that uh, it was passed by Congress on January third, thirty first, eighteen sixty five. Then ratified on December sixth, eighteen sixty five. So, uh, you know, this there was a, a lot of big changes going on in, in, in the world, and you know, um, I, I I know that you know it ended uh, the ownership of uh, of human beings and things like that. But uh, in recent years, it's come to light that. Uh, the, actually, the 13th Amendment didn't completely abolish uh, slavery like uh, chattel, uh, that chattel, chattel, sla uh, chattel slaves, uh, mm. like servants or something like that. So uh, I think, you know, they're, 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 and to this day, from what I understand, there may still be a little bit of that possible. I don't know if anybody actually does it, but uh, uh, it, it's crazy that, um, you, you know, to, to think that uh, that all took place uh, and, and and here we are today and, and there's still maybe some remnants remnants of that lingering out there yeah i i can't imagine it but uh, perhaps it is um so what we told you about occurred on this date in 1865 also on the very same day general robert e lee was named commander-in-chief of the Confederate armies during the U.S. Civil War. Two things on the very same date. Seems, I mean, and those were big things that took place as well. Oh I mean, my. I mean, on both ends, because with uh, Robert E. Lee being named, obviously, uh, uh, it, 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 you know, he was a, a highly decorated military man and a tactician, if you will, and obviously we know what happened with the uh, the war and and so forth. So uh, yeah, this was a big, big day in in our history for sure. A few minutes ago here in Columbus Road, it was snowing. Um, you know, you could really see it, but right now it seems to have settled down a bit. I don't know if that's um, if it comes and goes throughout the day or what. We'll just have to wait and see. Okay, in 1943 on this very date, again, we're talking about January 31st, the Field Marshal Friedrich Paulus surrenders to Soviet troops at um, Stalingrad. Then in 1950 on this date, the U.S. President, who was Harry Truman, publicly announces support for the development of the hydrogen bomb. Interesting. And uh, really the last item we have to mention as far as today's date was in 1985 when South African President uh, Botha, uh, um, P.W. Botha, as I recall, offers to free Nelson Mandela if 
he denounces violence. Yeah. Well, let's see here. Typically, the next thing we do is uh, birthdays. And I just turned the page here. We've got four to bring up. First of all is that of Ernie Banks, who was born on this date in 1931. He died in 2015. Yeah, he was a uh, Major League Baseball shortstop and first baseman for the uh, Chicago Cubs between 1953 and 1971. He was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 1977 and was also named the Major League Baseball All-Century, named to the uh, Major League Baseball All-Century team in 1999. Um, He he was uh, obviously a... uh, a very influential player. Um, he started his uh, playing out in the Negro Leagues, I think, professionally in 1950, and it wasn't long in 1953 that uh, he actually made the National Leagues and uh, began making and uh, uh, striking his, uh, I guess, uh, place in history. Um, uh, the next name is that of Jackie Robinson, and um, born on this date in 1919. Died in 1972. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, Jackie, uh, another sports uh, guy. Another sports guy. He played for the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, if if memory serves me correct. He was an American professional player who became the first uh, African American to play in the major league in the modern era. So he kind of, um, if you will, uh, opened the door for for players like Ernie Banks, uh, also known as Mr. Sunshine or Mr. Club. Uh, and, and just basically, uh, I think, uh, you know, began a revolution, if you will. And I think that was uh, interesting. I think it's coming in on this line here, Dave. Oh. Yeah, that's an actual phone call this morning. <laughs> How about that? Uh, All right. Well, let's see here. I have to think what to do. So I do um, this. Yeah. And um, turn, push and that I red button on. Push this, get no, this All the way over to the right, uh, far right. I'll get it. Yep. And bring him on board and say good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Um, hey, this is going to be short. I think that, uh, River Chalker could do a lot better finding news that's local, um, especially on a day like today. Okay, well, about right well, right now he's uh, working with the sheriff in the back, but I'll um, I'll pass that word along, okay? All right. Thank um, you. Yep. All right. Um, we we welcome suggestions, of course. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. I got to make a little note of that so I can share it. Yeah. There we go. Got it. Okay. Um, we were doing birthdays. Franz Schubert. Music, as I recall. Yeah, he was a uh, a composer. Uh, now, he was born on this date in 1797. He da- died in 1828. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, please. he was an Australian, uh, Austrian composer of uh, classical and romantic era music, uh, basically. Um, not really anyone that, that I had heard of, but he was, uh, like many uh, music folks, uh, he was influenced uh by, by some of the greats uh, that we all would be influenced by in, in something along those lines like uh, uh, Bach and uh, the guys like that. So uh, definitely, uh, if you're into music, this guy 
is someone that uh, certainly uh, made his mark in that era of music. And the last uh, one, and I'll probably uh, do a poor job of pronouncing this. Tokugawa Ieyasu. Born on this date in 1543, died in 1616. Um, did I do that name I, pretty closely? I, I th Tokugawa, I think that that may be right. Uh, and and by the way, um, what I thought was really pretty cool about that is is that he was actually one of the first shogun warriors. Actually, he was the first shogun warrior, from what I understand. And he was one of uh, three great unifiers that helped uh, bring Japan to, to unify Japan in, during that uh, century. Uh, two famous deaths uh, listed here, according to Associated Press. Um, let's see here. A.A. A. Milne. Um, the initials A.A. A. Milne. M-I-L-N-E. Now, he was born in 1882, but died on this date in 1956. Interesting. We talked about A.A. A. Milne recently. Um, I don't know if it was you and I or if I had this conversation with someone else. He was the author of Winnie the Pooh books, if you recall. Uh, yes. uh, interesting story about that is that uh, upon his death, um, he had given, um, he had actually the rights of, a, of Winnie the Pooh books were left to four beneficiaries, his family, the Royal Literary Fund, Westminster School, and the Garrett Club. After Milne's death in 1956, 13 days after his 74th birthday, his widow sold her rights to Pooh characters to Stephen Schlesinger, whose widow sold the rights after Schlesinger's death to the Walt Disney Company, which uh, made Pooh cartoon movies, uh, the Disney Channel TV show, as well as uh, a lot of uh, Winnie the Pooh-related merchandise. In 2001, the other beneficiaries sold their interest in the estate to the Disney Corporation for $350 million. Hmm. Not bad. Nah, that's, that's a nice little chunk of change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, good morning, folks. Once again, it's uh, January 31st. Um, let's see here. What are some items in the news today? We have, um, let's see, here's a story about in Pakistan. A mosque was bombed. They go on to say at least 59 people were killed and more than 150 injured in a suicide bombing on a mosque inside a high-security police compound in the northwestern city of Peshawar, Pakistan. Um, it goes on, more than 300 people were praying at the mosque when the roof collapsed and many of the victims were police officers. Hey Dave, just I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, on the local front, I do have a list of closings that was just sent to me. Uh, as far as and I'm sure a lot of folks have figured this out by now, but the Alexander schools and a lot of these schools were on delays earlier, but uh, they are all now closed. Uh, Alexander schools are closed. Athens City schools, uh, Beacon school is closed. Federal Hawking schools are closed. Logan, Logan Hawking schools are closed as well as Jackson, Meg's local, Nelsonville, York. 
uh, Oak Hill Union, uh, Oak Hill Union Local, Southern Local, and Trimble Schools, as well as Benton County Schools, are um, all closed. Also, Athens, Jackson, Megs, Benton Counties, all under a level one snow emergency, as you had announced earlier. Sorry about that. Not a surprise about uh, the closures, of course. No. Um, let's see here. Um, let me check one of my buttons here on our new equipment. Okay. <laughs> I keep hearing. Oh, you need to do. That's what it was. Yeah, there you okay. go. <laughs> I was hearing something faintly in the background that was disturbing me. All right. Well, let's see here. What else do we have? Colorado. Um, a deadline for seven states to agree on how to reduce their use of Colorado River water hits today as the Interior Department looks to stem historic drops in the system's water volume. The department has warned a lack of agreement would force it to impose mandatory cuts, the first in the system's history. A 23-year drought, which they then have in notes here, the worst in 1,200 years, has pushed Hoover Dam's Lake Mead to historic lows. Mm. The basin supports roughly 40 million people across the lower, uh, ba the lower basins, California, Arizona, and Nevada, and the upper basins of Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico. They go on, states have long drawn more water than the river produces, partly stemming from early, early, early water managers' mathematical errors. Well, the federal government seeks an agreement to cut 2 million to 4 million acre feet, acre feet of water usage per year. Now, what is an acre foot? It's where an acre foot equals one acre covered by 12 inches of water. That's a bunch. Yep. So, have you been um, to Hoover Dam? Um, no, I have been to Las Vegas, and I thought about going. I, di I didn't make it quite quite that far, but... Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> what would distract you in Las Vegas? It was the lights, Dave. It oh, was the lights. Okay. okay. <laughs> and the shows. But, uh, uh, you know, um, and knowing what the importance of this is, and it's, it's kind of intriguing to, to, to recognize and realize that we're in that situation that, you know, the water levels are starting to drop. And, you know, aside from the drought, you know, they're saying that consumption of, of the water uh, is what is probably one of the biggest uh, problems that they're having right now. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, that, that's crazy to think that, you know, we're using more water than the, the, the earth can naturally produce in that area. And it's, again, you know, another one of those alarming and scary signs, I guess, of what the future could hold. I have um, visited the dam, Hoover Dam, um, 
I would say three or four times. And, um, and once I've taken the interior tour of the dam. I bet that was neat. And um, it was, it's a remarkable thing. And uh, does it need to be as remarkable today? Um, you know, they're concerned about that, too. So, um, we'll just have to see if this, um, these proposals for states to use less can be accomplished. All right, let's see. The last commercial Boeing 747. Man, I have flown on so many of these. Known as the Queen of the Skies and considered the world's first jumbo jet, will be delivered to cargo carrier Atlas Air today in what is the final rollout of the iconic aircraft. I, I, this is amazing to me. I would never have thought that there'd be a day without the 747s. The four-engine, hump-shaped 747 is the world's first twin-aisle um, twin airplane. Um, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I remember the first time... The first time aboard one of those. Yeah. With my folks in... Um, where you're accustomed to walking back a single aisle here, and mm. now you have one on the left and one on the right. <laughs> and seats down the middle. <laughs> Two seats on each side of uh, those, and then four or five in the middle. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. But um, now maybe history, right? Yeah, that's that's hard to believe. You know, I, I've always been 1968. amazed and astonished, honestly, that uh, those things uh, carry so much and do so much and fly through the sky the way that they do anyway. <laughs> yeah. 1968 was the first um, use of the 747 in, a co in commercial airspace. Hmm. And um, it was Pan-American. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's amazing that today there is no Pan-American World Airline Airways. In fact, this, I didn't know this stat. Pan Am went out of business in 1970. Really? I thought they were around longer than that. <laughs> Me too. Anyway... Um, 747. There were more than 1,570 models of the aircraft. That means that's how many they had made in the existence of the Boeing, um, Boeing's ownership and production. Mm -hmm. They go on to say, let's see here, there are about 358 Bo Boeing 747s still in existence including two modified military versions. And um, those, I might add, uh, served the U.S. president. Mm. Interesting. 
Anyway, the newer fuel-efficient two-engine Boeing 777X is slated to replace the 747 in the year 2025 and will become Boeing's largest aircraft. But it's just two engines. And um, so, interesting. And kind of, you know, I, I experienced some of that. Um, let's see here. Oh, wow. I'm looking at some pictures of the Boeing 777X, and man, that is nice. Big deal. Huh? It is huge, yeah. If you're a flyer, you know, <laughs> you'll have plenty of leg room on that one. <laughs> Let's see. Bobby Hull died. He was a hockey legend, Canadian. And um, he was an NHL National Hockey League All-Star a number of times. In fact, uh, oh, here, here it says 12 times he died. He was 84 years of age. Um, ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. um, there's a freestyle free skier, Kyle Smain, who died in an avalanche in Japan. Um, sometime in the last, I'm going to say, 24 hours. Yeah, I, I saw that yesterday, I think yesterday morning, or maybe it was last night I saw it. I think he was 31 years of age. Um, let's see, the uh, NFL sets the 2023 salary cap at a record $225 million. How do they expect these players to make any money, Dave? <laughs> well, they, that is, by the way, $16 million more than the, the record high yes, last year. You know, put this into perspective. When Pete Rose signed his contract in 1975, a two-year deal, he signed $200,000, and then I think he got, uh, that was for one year, and then I think the next year he got $225,000 for like uh, 75 and 76 or 76 and 77. That's hard to believe. You know, and I'm sure that that was, and I know that was great money back then, but I, I just don't know, 200 and I cannot even begin to imagine that much money. No, I cannot. That's either. per year. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, perhaps you heard about this this morning uh, somewhere, maybe during our newscasts or uh, whatever, but um, Cindy Williams. Yeah. The actress died. She was 75 years of age. And um, um, I think probably the show I would most remember her from was called Laverne and Shirley, right? Yep. But she was in a number of other shows, too. Yeah. But um, I, I know... Um, I, I know uh, a lot of people would know that that actress's name yeah it doesn't say uh she said she had a brief illness uh and uh that she died peacefully so hate to hear that but hopefully uh family's in comfort today 
Um, let's see. Yesterday, the U.S. stock markets closed a bit lower, one, 1.3%. The Dow was off 0.8. First, I should have told you the Standard & Poor's down 1.3. The Dow down 0.8. NASDAQ, 2% off. So, you know, it, it's always up and down, up and down. Uh, what else do we have here? I guess that covers that area pretty well. Um, what about um, hard news? And some of this was hard news, I guess. Um, Paxloid. Paxlovid? Paxlovid? Well, how is it? Oh. Have you heard it pronounced? I'm not sure no, I'm I saying have. it right. I, but Pax Levid sounds about looks about right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so this article is from the New York Times, and it's entitled "Unnecessary Deaths." Um, COVID is still linked to hundreds of deaths daily in the United States. I guess I had not realized that still. We have a treatment that could bring down those deaths. It's a prescribed pill called Paxlovid, which reduces the severity of COVID infection, particularly among older and more vulnerable Americans. I guess it doesn't do it for Europeans. <laughs> Have to be American, Dave. <laughs> no. Obviously, they... <laughs> They didn't think about their statement there. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Poor Canadians. <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. Um, the article goes on, yet the treatment remains underused. Now, Paxlovid, I see a little note here um, right, related to a picture. And it says, Paxlovid being manufactured in Italy in the year 2021. Okay, so doctors prescribed it in about 45% of recorded COVID cases nationwide during the first two weeks of January. And we're talking about this year, so just um, several weeks ago. Acor that's according to White House data. In some states, Paxlovid is given in um, less than 25 or even 20% of recorded cases. And they add in parentheses, those are likely overestimates because cases are underreported. So the question is, why is Paxlovid still relatively untapped? Part of the answer lies in a lack of public awareness. Some COVID patients also may decide that they don't need Paxlovid because they're, are all, they're already vaccinated, have had COVID before, or are younger. Um, this, this is um, kind of a... How do I want to put it? 
this is in parenthesis. It says, my colleagues explained why even mild cases often still warrant a dose of Paxlovid. The political polarization of the virus plays a role too. People in blue states, blue and red, Um, I'm having a, a brain problem here. I'm forgetting. Blue is Republican or Democrat? Uh, you know, I think red is Republican. Maybe I don't know, Dave. That that okay? Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm embarrassed that I don't know that expression. Suddenly, um, I I see it used often, but uh, the political um. You know, they consider one red and one blue. Uh, but, but which is which? Okay, we're looking it up. Um, so, um, I kind of lost my place in this story here. Red and Republicans. Uh, uh, okay, uh, Democrats were often represented by red, Republicans by blue. So, Republicans okay. are blue. Okay. Okay. I was wrong. I was just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that you know we see that expression often, and yet we should know it. <laughs> I if know they use it that I, often. I think I think one more time. Republican is blue. blue. Okay, Democrat is red. I think what I, I have done, <clears throat> I've gotten kind of callous to the news and to the politics, new uh, politics and news. I mean, I listen to it. But at the same time, I'm just so tired of, of, of some of the stuff that's going on. I'm just trying to listen for certain things. So uh, I think I've just kind of blocked that part out, honestly, overall. There's a Dr. Robert Walker, who is chair of the medicine department at the University of California in San Francisco. And in deciding whether to prescribe Paxlovid, he said the benefits significantly outweigh the risks. Some of uh, Doctor's doubts will sound familiar to regular readers. And uh, w that's a caller there, so we'll get to them in just a moment. Let me just finish my sentence here. Um, let's see. They say Dr. Anthony Fauci and President Biden have both taken Paxlovid. Okay. Well, I guess that's good. Let's um, get the right button here, this one, and turn up this up here and say, good morning, you're on the air. Good morning. Uh, red is a Republican state, like Texas. Blue is a Democratic state, such as California. Okay. Then you have purple states. The purple states are sort of evenly divided. Now, okay, according to what I'm reading right here, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but uh, I'm just saying what I read here, it says Democrats were often represented by red and Republicans by blue. Now, that was as of the late 1990s, and that could have changed. I don't know. They've always been blue. Repu I happen to be a Democrat. So, and, and you're blue. So we're blue, yeah. Okay, well. Dave is a, Dave's a Republican, so he's red. Okay, so, well, that's weird. That, that says just the opposite here online. <laughs> well, and I, you can't believe everything online. I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well. Who's your co-host these days? Uh, today it's Rodney. Rodney um, local or Rodney? Well, uh, if you prefer, you can call him Porterhouse. <laughs> Tom, Tomlin is my last name. I'm from over in Jackson. 
Mm-hmm. Is this where this radio station now is owned? Um, n- no, not yet, but it will be. Um, hello? Hello, I'm still here. I'm okay, good. You. Well, you were silent. Um, yeah, we, um, we're undergoing a change, and um, the FCC is um, involved in, of course, approving such a thing, and so we're in that, that yellow, uh, gray period in between. How long does that take for the FCC to decide in terms of, of ownership or switching? Uh, well, if you listen to your attorneys, they say, oh, it's an average of 90 days, you know, something like that. But um, sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. Well, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you're still with us, though. Yeah, and and um, of course the the uh, new ownership hopes I'll continue on. Well, I thank you so much for your information. Okay. So Republicans are red and Democrats are blue, and in between they're purple. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you. Think about it. Yeah, it makes sense. California is more more or less a a Democratic state, and Texas is more or less a red state, a Republican state. Okay. Ohio is also a red state. Uh, well, uh, I... P- I might be older than, than you think, so, you know, I think I know these things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to doubt you because I don't know. <laughs> well, All righty. That, that's what it is. Thank you so much. You Have bet. Good morning, Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bet. Yes. All right. Now, um... Let's see. I remembered to hit that button like I was supposed yeah, to. Yeah. How job. about that? I'm I'm learning. Yeah. Now I lost all my notes. Where'd they go? <laughs> um, okay. Here we go. Um, anyway, this whole Paxlovid. There's a lengthy story uh, on the New York Times um, website if you'd like to look it through. Um, Let's see, more COVID news. The Biden administration plans to end coronavirus public health emergency in May, which could limit access to free tests and treatments. Um, We'll just have to see how things go. Okay. What else can we talk about? Uh, get my fingers to articulate the pages here. The uh, global economy is poised for a rebound as inflation eases and will probably avoid a recession. That is the projected um, feelings of the International Monetary Fund. I'm still doing research on this blue and red thing, and she is right. What's funny is there, there's that one thing that I read, then it says here why Democratic Party is associated with the color blue. I I, I won't get into that, but anyway, I, I'm just in, still intrigued by that. Sorry, Dave. I'm stuck. Well, back, I'm still stuck know, back there. <laughs> I, you know, it's we probably confused a few people, but. <laughs> Our caller helped us get it straightened out. Absolutely. Thank you very much, caller. It is appreciated. Um, Let's see. Europe's economy performed better than expected last year, helped by lower natural gas prices and government financial support. 
Another one-liner, Russia's neighbors and allies have increased trading with the country, aiding its economy despite Western sanctions. Hmm. And yet one more, if the U.S. fails to raise its debt limit, Wall Street is betting that the Treasury will use an untested trick to try to limit the economic damage. I don't know what they're talking about. That sounds scary. Yeah, it does. Um, Untested trick. Is that the words they actually used? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's scary. (laughs) Um, They're talking about our economy, our lives, our way of life, everything there. Oh, let's see. There's so many weird stories this morning. Um, And some of these, I'm not sure are very well documented, so I'm, I'm cautious about sharing them. But there are some other ones that uh, look, look pretty um, serious. Um, let's see, the Saudi-backed LIV, LIV, that's Roman numerals for, I don't know. Anyway, 54? Is it? Yep. Okay, 54 Golf Tour will play three events this year at Trump golf courses. The hmm. C. Um, here's a general statement. It says the White House presently protects sensitive documents with tracking numbers and burn bags. Hmm. That's probably in light of recent. Yeah. Developments. That's probably not a bad idea in the future to start doing that. Now, uh, once again, I hate to go back to night to the early seventies when I was working with these kind of documents, but uh, I mentioned that they would have a stamped, uh, big letters on them saying whether they were secret or confidential or top secret or a whole bunch of other names I'm not even allowed to say. But there was a number on the document. Um, So I don't understand why uh, they bring that out now. Uh, That's been known for years. Now the burn bags, um, in, in the offices I had, or worked in I mean, um, yes, we placed such documents in special containers uh, which had um, an actual crew of people who daily destroyed them. And I think fire was the, uh, what they used. Because down in the basement of this huge vaulted building that I worked in, they had the incineration equipment. Oh, well. Uh, Let's see here. What else do we have? Um, Oh, I saw this story this morning. Two monkeys were apparently taken from the Dallas Zoo. Really? 
This is the latest among bizarre episodes there, including the escape and death of other animals. Okay, Dallas Zoo has been a good one for years. What's going on? Um, but they've, they're under the microscope right now because of, I think, either three or four now incidents. These uh, two monkeys that were stolen, I saw pictures of them. They, they're all black, and then they have this white mustache. Very similar. similar. <laughs> I just saw a picture of it. I just turned to you, Rodney. I just turned to you and realized your mustache has that downward trim at, the, uh, at each end of it it does it looks just like these monkeys <laughs> that's great what a weird thing i know okay you, you wonder i mean you have to think it's got to be an inside job and if it is are they doing it for the pure purpose of they want the monkeys or are they doing it for the financial gain if that's the case <laughs> well the this is the only speculation i heard this morning is that someone may have taken them because they thought they were so incredibly uniquely looking and would make a great pet. And the um, the people that know about these monkeys say, uh-uh, they, they can't be tamed um, to the degree you would like would expect of a pet. Right. So, I don't know. Here's the, uh, the, the string of events began on January 13th when a clouded leopard named Nova disappeared. Mm-hmm. So that was the first That thing. was the first one. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so, that was the first. So, uh, with all that going on, yeah, that's got to be somebody inside knowing what's going on to, to make that happen. And it's probably higher than what they realize up the food chain as far as uh, the people at the zoo. Well, um, golly. Let's see. In the kitchen with Granny. What are they talking about here? On a recent episode of Grandma's Project, (coughs) excuse me, which is a web series in which film directors document their grandmothers as they cook at home, a star of the show, Muniz Bastanzi wonders who would watch her go about her day. How a typical how typical of a grandma to underestimate her popularity and her reach, right? Right. The Times Tejo Rao writes um, it turns out that the internet has a boundless appetite for watching wholesome grandmothers live their lives. <laughs> Grand influencers, see, influencers, but grandfluencers. I like that. As they are known, command large audiences on such things as TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I, I don't know. I don't have the time to do that stuff. But um, I know they're popular. Uh, watching a grandmother cook can be educational and entertaining it can be deeply nostalgic too it's not a coincidence that grandmother's traffic that grandfluencer grandfluencer traffic t- 
tends to spike around the holidays. Yeah. You know, you're, you think back of the old days. Yeah. And growing up, at, you know, with your parents and how your mom um, took such pains with the holiday meals. And um, often your aunts and uncles might visit to, um, to share the meal. Or you'd go to their places where they were preparing. And, um, and, and my mom would ask me, help me do this. Or <laughs> help me do that. What was your favorite thing to do for a holiday? I, I'm ashamed. I can't, I can't think of a specific thing. Um, setting the table, I guess, would not wasn't my, one of my favorites, but I mean, I can remember being asked to do that. Um, but a favorite thing, I can't can't really zero in on one. But it's fun. It's it's warm. It, it is. It's um, and and you know, I can see that uh, be be being something that. It's heartwarming for folks because there are some that may have never experienced that uh, and are longing for an experience or wondering what that is like so they can at least get an idea uh, of what that would look like. And then there are those that maybe miss that uh, atmosphere and and things of that nature. So to, to be able to watch something like that. I know I used to watch. I mean, I'd just sit and watch my grandmother and my mom and my aunts and everyone in the kitchen. I didn't necessarily help. I might get to stir something every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, sure. But just watching and the smells that would come. And every once in a while, Dave, they would let me. I think Sample? Me, sample. The taste uh, tester. Yeah. I think that might have been my favorite part of it. Well, duh. <laughs> you, know. you know, we're sitting here in suspense with uh, three and a half minutes to go. <laughs> uh, not knowing whether we're going to have CBS uh, at the top of the hour as we're supposed to. The... Um, I think if you tuned in late, you would have missed the fact that um, CBS is and ABC both are having some problems. And and believe it or not, I, from what I understand, this is what do they call it? Ransom, uh, like ransom thing. They 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 somebody they've been hijacked. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I read on that paper there, so. Uh, yeah, this is whatever whatever has happened. They've got CBS over a barrel, so to speak. It sounds like, <laughs> and maybe a few other people. If what I've heard is is true, um, we just got a note from one of our employees saying, uh, "Will you tell um, you <laughs> that they're going to be late because a roommate parked behind them and they can't find them to move their car." So anyway, okay. <laughs> so between CBS and uh, and roommates, we don't know what's going on right now. Um, and and let me also mention once once again, it's not just CBS; it is uh, ABC as well. And for all we know, because we've been in the studio here, not near um, our news feed uh, machines. Um, maybe uh, NBC is also. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Or who? Yeah, who they, knows? They, who? Who's next? I guess is the question at this particular point. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, 
I brought in, I, I, I think we'll do more of this tomorrow, but I want to do a little bit today. And I don't know what you're going to think of this here. Uh, uh oh, it's not showing. Darn. Well, that messed me up. I had a, a, a thing uh, on my computer here to show you um, and ask you some questions. Let me see if I can find it real quickly. And what a morning at the station, I swear. Um, well, I woke up to an unexpected uh, dusting of snow and some slick roads this morning, so why not keep it going, right? Yeah, and, and at this point, we still believe we're on a level one. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, if you have a pencil and paper, uh, and I don't mean this for real, but folks, if you want to write this down, if you take your age... Okay, so I'm 73. And multiply it times 7. I need to get a calculator out. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I, I should have told you because it gets worse. Then multiply that number by 1,443. The result will repeat your age three times. What was that number? Four 1,443. So first your age, then times 7. Then multiply it times 1443, and the product will always repeat your age. Now we're going to find out if CBS is here or not. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's our answer. Well, let's see here. Um, you know, how many other radio stations, and for that matter, television too, are being affected uh, as we are right now across the nation and maybe the world? All right, so um, let's just keep this going for okay. a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the average computer user. The average computer user blinks seven times a minute, which is less than half the normal rate, which is 20 times per minute. Really? I would have never. I can see why, maybe, because you get stuck staring at something, but I, I didn't realize that we blink 20 times per minute. I'm going to have to start counting somebody blinking. <laughs> you yeah. can't do it consciously. <laughs> Um, let's see here. If you go to Iceland and um, offer a tip to somebody, mm -hmm. in Iceland that's considered very rude. Really? Yes. I never knew that. Where here it's rude if you don't offer a tip. <laughs> Okay, now what do you think the smallest number spelled with an A is? The smallest number spelled with an A. Okay, it's simply 1,000. Isn't that weird? That is weird, but... 
absolutely makes sense because I'm sitting here and I was going through, and I was like, okay, <laughs> what number's got an A in? <laughs> okay, you know um, the um, the sign you use for a number sign? Yeah. Okay. Hashtag <laughs> to the um, new generation. <laughs> sometimes they they refer to it as a pound sign, yeah. right? Yep. The actual name of it is an octothorpe. Octothorpe. Yeah. I didn't know that. No. So a hashtag, pound sign, number sign, whatever you want, octothorpe. Yeah. Okay, now humans have 46 chromosomes. Um, the vegetable peas, what do you, how many do you think they have? Well, one would think that there would be less, but the way you ask that, I have to tend uh, to believe. <laughs> no, you, uh, they have 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, humans have 46. Peas have 14. Crayfish. Now, 200. Isn't that weird? That is. All right. Well, folks, um, we are, um, our engineers are working in conjunction with CBS and um, trying to um, figure out alternative ways to get that working, and so is every other engineer in the nation uh, in radio and television, uh, particularly radio. Um, but... Um, if you tuned in expecting to hear CBS News right now, by the way, it's 10.04. Um, we have CBS News for six minutes at the top of each and every hour. Except when CBS gets hacked, right? <laughs> so we, we, we're sorry about what's going on. Um, I tell you what, I think we should just return to music. Um and we'll see you folks tomorrow, okay? All right. And uh, take care out there.